two hooks in the ceiling and my home office is dramatically better for Zoom calls and live streaming. It's episode 399 of the Dan York Report, and I want to talk about the single best home office improvement I've made, well, since the pandemic began, but maybe before that too. Now, I have Shell Holtz to thank for this genius idea. Shell is the host of the For Immediate Release, or FIR, podcast, with which I've been involved since 2005 as a correspondent in some ways. And, and he was the one who set me on the path toward this, this brilliant idea that's out here. Let's back up first a little bit. So I've been Zooming, using Zoom for many years, before, long before the pandemic, and live streaming and doing all this kind of stuff, working remotely. But now that everything is Zoom calls, we're, of course, looking at how do we do more? What do we do in there? And one of the things we've seen is virtual backgrounds, right? They allow us to do things like be able to have interesting, you know, branded backgrounds, to have different cities, different things. And Zoom, of course, has a set of virtual backgrounds that we've all seen. We've seen the space picture. We've seen the, the coconut tree blowing in the wind. We've seen lots of the other different ones that are out there. And Zoom works very well without a green screen. It, it does just different kinds of things where it will go and do different kind of clever tricks to remove parts of your background. But we've all seen some of the challenges with that, right? Sometimes there's a bit of a halo around you or your arm may disappear or your head may disappear or somebody in the background may show up or not. I was on a call recently where somebody's spouse just sort of all of a sudden appeared in the background because they'd wandered into where the camera and Zoom said, oh, they must be you know, there, let's bring them into the picture, that kind of thing. But Zoom will also work very well with a, with a green screen, as will what I'm doing now. I'm streaming out through OBS Studio into Twitch or other different pieces like that. Let's talk about what a, a green screen is. It is a, it's a screen, it's, it's a, some kind of fabric or something that has a certain color it's called a chroma key as, as part of what this is. And it's typically green or blue. It doesn't match human skin tones as the part. And the software will go and anything with that particular color will be removed. You know, so you have this kind of, of, of um, thing. And it does this. Now, with Zoom or with other products that provide virtual backgrounds, they will do it without a green screen. But if you do have a green screen and there's a checkbox inside of Zoom that lets you do this, it will work much better. <clears throat> it will go and remove the halo effect. It kind of, it removes the guessing that Zoom has to do. And so it just says, okay, I'll remove this, this one color and then I'll put everything else in there. And so it, it makes it better and stronger. You don't get into those missing arms or head. You have a much clearer, um, in much clearer picture, especially in Zoom and that kind of thing. So that's, um, that's what it is. And you can use this for now putting in custom backgrounds, doing other pieces like that. One thing you do have to watch out, of course, when you're using a green screen is to make sure that you are watching what you wear. I have a shirt that turns out to have a bunch of green tones to it that I didn't realize were there. But when I wear it, parts of my body disappear. Or I have a pen that I like to use that when I hold it up with the camera there, it, it just disappears. I also have hazel eyes and sometimes they have a greenish tint. And so very, sometimes you'll see my eyes disappear. But anyway, it's, um, it's very useful in doing this kind of thing. Now, the challenge with, um, with using a green screen is that they can be a little bit um, problematic, uh, just spacing-wise. Uh, my, my company, my, the, the Internet Society for whom I work, was, um, was very good at the very beginning of the pandemic when everything was going remote. They said, oh, you know what? 
let's get our people equipped. And so we actually had a budget to go and and buy uh, some you know some lighting, some microphones, some some green screens to be able to go and provide a better uh, a better a better situation, a better space for doing streaming and participating in events and all those kinds of things. So the cool part about using a green screen, and I got one, was um, that it just gave me much better quality calls. Zoom calls, uh, streaming that I was doing, participating in webinars, events, everything else. It was it was fantastic. So the first one I got was a portable one. It uh, it had a it it's um, collapsible. It collapses down into a circular kind of thing, but it goes up. It could be either blue or green, so I could adjust it for which color I was wearing or the pieces that were there. And it had a tripod that would do it, and and it worked great. It was excellent. It would it was it was tri- wonderful. I started to use it all the time, but here became the problem. It took up a lot of room. It was behind me, uh, where I'm sitting at my desk. I had my my chair, and in the green screen was right behind me, and it was kind of small in width. Well, I mean it's the standard width that it has, but with my camera it wound up meaning that I had to have it like right behind my chair in order for it to be the full width of the camera. So I had this big thing that was like six feet tall or seven feet tall and five feet wide maybe sitting right behind my chair. And it kind of blocked the room a good bit, you know, and it reduced the kind of the airflow, made it it all there. I, my chair would run over the edges of it sometimes. I was finding myself feeling a little claustrophobic in here. And also, my family couldn't necessarily get in to go and and uh, and get, get into things. Like there's a printer behind me that people use, and, and they couldn't get to that. So it became a bit of a challenge for that. Now, collapsing it was was hard. It's a funky twist to go and do that and put it back into its page and then you or into its bag. I mean, you had to go and collapse it. So I wound up leaving it open and just putting it in place or against the closet wall, which then meant I couldn't get into the closet. So you know, it was a, it was a bit of a challenge. I, I just would leave it up all the time, and uh, and it was a problem, you know, for that space that was there. So then Shell, uh, with the four immediate release, the podcast Shell Holtz, has been having these weekly calls for communicators to just kind of go and socialize and connect and talk with it. And he said, you know, he showed us this ceiling-mounted green screen that he had that he had that he pulled down in front of a wall. So without with the with the screen up it would allow him to just people could see the background that he had the wall that he already set up then if he wanted to he could just pull this down and boom he was right into a virtual background and it was uh, it was pretty amazing i sat there and i looked at that and i looked up at my ceiling i said you know what i could do this easily so it was hard to find you had to go on to i went ordered one through amazon and what it turns out to be really is a lot of these manufacturers, I think, of people who did projection screens for classrooms and offices and stuff, you know, somewhere along the line, probably as they were selling fewer of those in some cases, somebody said, oh, hey, we could just make these green and sell them and people would buy them. And and, and here we are. People could do this. The installation was uh, was simple. Now, it was a little bit harder in my case. First, I had to replace my lighting fixture. I had this big, ugly fluorescent light up there. I had to replace that. And then I had to, uh, I had to just find, you know, where were the rafters for me to, you know, put a hook into the hardest problem actually was that I, I lost my, the stud finder to help me find where these rafters were. I had to go borrow one from a neighbor. But once I did that, I was able to just find where were some rafters. I just drilled a hole, screwed in two, two hooks, 
put the thing up and it was done, you know? Now, I mean, you could possibly do this with toggle bolts if you don't have access to or rafters or something, but you're pulling it down frequently. So I think I, I would really want the security of, of the rafters that are up there. You can also mount this on a wall. The one I got, you could also just put the hooks on the wall and mount it there. You didn't have to go into the ceiling. But for me, it's fantastic because I can just pull it down when I need it and then I can just put it away when I'm not. You know, it, it makes my family happy. It keeps the airflow going through there. I don't feel claustrophobic, anything else like that. I just have to go and um, when I have a call or a stream, I have to just go and reach up and pull it down and it's there. Although ironically, I have to make sure that I have <laughs> that I'm wearing good pants or something like that, or, you know, I, I mean, I'm not wearing shorts or whatever else or something because I, I do have to stand up and pull this down. Uh, I'm sure somebody could probably sell one that has a, you know, you push a button and it lowers, but that was not the one I bought. I bought one for less than a hundred bucks that was, uh, that was out there that could do it. Um, I can also make it a little bit farther away from my chair. It's wider. So I don't have to worry as much about the camera setup. I don't have to worry about the artifacts that come on the edge, all those kinds of things. There's also an, another benefit. There's no floor contact. So one of the issues I had with the with the portable one, the stand-up one, was that my chair would run over the edges. Well, now with this one, there's no floor contact to hit the chair wheels. So it's um, it's great. So I can do that, and then I can just put it up so I can have my regular home office background behind me, which I like, and so I can do it. Now, I still do have to think about lighting, and this is a particular challenge with things, because for the green screen to work, it needs to have a common color. And that's what it does. The, the software removes the common color. So for that to work, the screen needs to be equally lit, it needs to go and have that on there. My challenge is that I have a office side window where the light comes in, and so it, it glows on half the green screen. So I need to have a light, and I do, for the other side so that it lights that so that the color again is consistent across all of that. I found that different times I do require different kinds of lighting to make sure that I get that common color that the software needs to subtract. So it's, it's cool. So the particular one I got, uh, I, I don't know that I would actually recommend this particular one because there were some spots and variations on the actual screen fabric. Now, not enough to affect the green screen usage, but you know, it, it did make me a little worried about the quality, but I've been using it for a month or two now and it's been perfectly fine around that. Mine, you pull down and then when you wanna retract it back up, you just pull it down a little bit and then it, it retracts and it goes back up. You hold it there. I think shells, maybe the one that he ordered, you would just pull it down and let it go and it would just kind of slowly rise up there. I'm sure there's, you could get electric versions. You could probably even, you know, link it up to a voice thing. So you could say, you know, Alexa, lower my green screen or, you know, raise my green screen or something. And it would do it. There's probably somebody who's done that. Lots of options around that. But, uh, you know, regardless, I'm not going back. I love this ceiling mounted green screen. It works fantastically for all that I'm doing in different ways. I do have the portable one. I've collapsed it, folded it all up, put it on a bag. It's hanging on the back of the door. I've used it occasionally, actually, for some remote work I wanted to do when I wanted to be in another place. Or one time when I was doing a call to um, the Asia Pacific region in the middle of our night, and I needed to set up in the basement so that my because my home office is on my the top floor of our house where our family's bedrooms are. So I was down in the basement. I used the portable green screen down there so that I could have a background behind me. That was uh, that was all well. So anyway, 
You can also use wall mount mounted ones. I've seen people put it in front of a bookshelf or a wall or something so they could just bring it down when they need to do virtual backgrounds. I know somebody else who painted all the walls in their home office, the uh, the chroma key green. <laughs> Not necessarily what I would go to do, but if you stream, if you have tons of Zoom calls, uh, if you have the space, this is a, a fantastic investment. I think it was, like I said, under $100 or around $100 and that and two hooks and it was a five-minute installation and the thing was up there and I'm in the business of having that. So it's been truly one of the best investments I've done for video calls for streaming and those kind of things like that. So I would just say a final shout out. If you're an employer, if you're doing that and you uh, think this is the kind of thing I would encourage you to think about outfitting employees, give them this kind of tool so that they can be able to have a better visual you know, presence online, whether you give them a portable one or a ceiling mounted one, or just offer them that choice, something, a green screen can do a lot to improve the quality of the streaming that they're doing. And and if you're out there doing this, look, we're in this pandemic. We're going to be here for a while more. It, uh, it's uh, something valuable to think about. That's all I'm going to say in this episode. You can leave comments about it. I'd love to hear what you think about it. If you've done one of these yourself, if you've got recommendations, you can leave comments at anywhere you see this on social media. The show's hosted at soundcloud.com slash Dan York, and you can leave comments there or on Twitter, Mastodon, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever else you see this particular episode. Thanks for listening. I would love to hear your comments and bye for now.